Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh, hey. Hi. Hi. I am 889's Justin Barney. I am different. I am Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And together, we are Cinebuds. Today on Cinebuds, we are talking about mucho, mucho amor. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready. El señor Walter Mercado. Walter Mercado. Walter Mercado. Que ha salido para ti, Acuario, nada menos que la fortaleza, porque tú estás fuerte ahora, eh? We grew up with him. I can't think of an English language astrologer. The legend of Walter Mercado. It came streaming to Netflix this week, where you can watch it right now. Okay, Polly. Yeah. What is Mucho, Mucho Amor, The Legend of Walter Mercado, about? It is about Walter Mercado and his legend. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I was watching, I was like, Walter Mercado is like Liberace. He's got a very oh my god, so much like he's got a Liberace vibe. He's just extravagant. Essentially, he's a Puerto Rican astrologer. He but he was an actor in uh, uh, Latin television, uh, very popular, and he was really into astrology. And uh, just on a whim, he was talking about astrology while the camera was still running. And they're like, we need to put that on the air all the time. And he's he became this incredible icon for Latin America in general, but he's um, yeah, Puerto Rican astrologer that became this point of reference for everyone who grew up in those, in those uh, places. Totally. Puerto Rican astrologist slash icon. Yeah. Walter Mercado. And then he like mysteriously disappears and they, they kind of like set that up in the beginning. And then uh, they talk to him and talk about his life and his legacy and uh, uh, a bit of his return. Yeah. Did you know who Walter Mercado was going in? I never heard of him. Um, Me either. Be- because I grew up in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> That's my excuse for almost everything. Lucky enough, I know one of the filmmakers, Christina Cosentini, is a Milwaukee native. And her parents, yes. her parents are Milwaukee film members. They're really, really nice. She actually directed Science Fair, which was our opening night film a couple years ago. Yes. And I ran into her dad, Mario, at the dog park. And he told me, and he told me she's working on this new film. And he explained it. What? Yeah, it was really cool. When was this? This was like a year ago. Uh, Oh, my God. I'd say less than a year ago, how she had worked on this film and it's going to be at Sundance. And that's when I learned about Walter Mercado because he told me about it. He said, he told me, he goes, like, he's like Liberace and Oprah uh, all combined into one. And. Uh, he's huge in Latin America. Like he's just, he's an icon. And I was like, wow, never heard of him. But then watching this film, I was like, oh, now I see the level of popularity that he was actually talking about. Totally. And so what did you think about the movie? I think it's one of my favorite movies of the year <laughs> so far. For sure. It's it's so, it's, you know, what it reminds me of is, um, would you be my neighbor or, uh, or the RGB doc, um, or RBG. I would say RGB. Just as one of those docs about someone who you just can't help but adore and who's just doing totally. who's just so positive and loving. 
And yeah. so I totally see why he became this like ever present uh, force in the Latin world. Cause he's just so pleasant and he's just trying to help and spread love. Plus he's fabulous and right. shiny. <laughs> yes. And his outfits, like they never end. You have an outfit right. for every day of the universe and they look like they came from outer space. I agree. I I really loved it. Anything that like tells me the story of an important cultural figure who I do not know, I am very into and especially someone who is as extravagant yeah. as Walter Mercado. Um, I learned so much and I smiled so much. It was so great. Yeah. We're going to talk more about it after the break. When we come back, Mucho, Mucho, Mucho Amor, The Legend of Walter Mercado by Milwaukee director Christina Cosentini. Back in a minute. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission. And if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. Okay, and we're back. And we're back. Let's talk about Christina Cosentini. So um, you talked about her dad. I did. We didn't talk. <laughs> but we didn't talk um, too much about Christina. You said that she you know, she directs this movie, Mucho Mucho More. Yeah. And she, you said that she also d- directed it. Um, science Fair. Science did, Fair. Yeah, it was a documentary about science fairs. And it was one of the most popular opening night films Milwaukee Film has ever had. I remember seeing that on opening night yeah. at the festival and thinking – that was the perfect opening night festival. Yeah. One, it was like, it's a Milwaukee director. So, you know, playing to a hometown crowd, love that. And then right. it was like an inspiring story about kids doing good things. It was just like an overwhelmingly positive yeah. message that you couldn't like be upset about. It was just like all the, all the, the I feel like if for, for an opening night film, you like you want something that's going to make everybody feel good you know it's exciting it's like you want people to like come out of it and be smiling and happy because it's opening night and i was like dang this like checked all the boxes and i feel like this does a similar thing because it is like just so full of it's, it's when you're making a documentary film you are making a statement about what you're saying by what subject you pick Sure. And uh, I feel like in both instances that Christina Cosentini picked just like absolutely perfect subjects of things that haven't been talked about or people that are underrecognized and are bringing them to a wider audience and yeah. like justly so, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's she it's a, her last couple of films have been so positive and uplifting. And I like that direction. She uh, uh, again not to drop names, but you're talking to her dad. Uh, <laughs> she's just a very incredibly hardworking, um, as all are Milwaukee natives. Um, 
I do feel remiss that we have not mentioned, and I just discovered something fascinating, uh, the co-directors. So there's two directors. She's she's a director, and there is a gentleman named Kareem Tapsh, who is the co-director. And I just looked him up while we were talking. I know him, too. Whoa, okay. All right, Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> I'm so Hollywood. This is very exciting, though, because I met him at an even earlier Milwaukee Film Festival. Because he directed one of our most notorious short films we've ever had. Which one? Dolphin Lover. I loved Dolphin I was like, when you said it, I was like, it's going to be Dolphin Lover. Oh my God. I, Dolphin Lover I, was so good. I was so blinded by the fact that Christina Costantini was the director. And then I'm oh. like, oh, she's come back. That I didn't even look at the co-director, which is totally terrible of me. And then I do. And it's this guy who was like the, first of all, super nice guy. We had almost the same shirt on. And so we took a picture and then, um, dolphin lover. And this is a very different type of movie. (laughs) Right. This is a short film, a documentary about a a man who had sex with a dolphin. Yes. And I remember, I remember the, uh, uh, there was a Q and a with him after, the the short <laughs> it's just, I just remember him like um walking up and just being like this poor guy yeah you know right. like they like he has this short film about a guy having sex with a dolphin and now he has to like stand up there and like field questions about it right yeah uh, he had he did, he did. such a good sense of humor I mean the 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 short is a documentary which is the most mm. shocking part and a lot of it is just direct interviews with the guy who did it. (laughs) And the first, the great thing about it is the first half is so funny because you're like, this is insane. How did this happen? And then the last half gets much darker, which kind of one of my favorite documentary uh, standards, you know, it's just like, yeah, start off, make them laugh and then make them feel bad about laughing. But Um, I I felt like, I felt like dolphin lover was very just to, yeah. To, um, I, I, it, it wasn't like making fun of or no, I felt like I it mean, came from a good place. I felt I like it, so it was very, yeah. The situation, the situation is absurd. So of course you're going to laugh and be like, what? But then but you hear the whole story. It's great. Anyway, two, I'm so excited because two really wonderful directors. Uh, and then they made this Walter Mercado film, which was wonderful too. Very happy for yeah. both of them. Yes. Um, so then, uh, Walter Mercado. What do you what do you think about the like the narrative and how they they then pulled together this movie and did the beats and kind of yeah. the the you know the in in a documentary the how they pulled it together or pulled that narrative. Together? Sure, sure. Yeah, they. I think it's expertly done because it's a great in a documentary. It's awful to lay everything on the table right away. So this like. Yeah. You get the sense of him. Then you start learning more and more details about his life, where he went to later in his life, where he kind of fell off the face of the earth, it seemed like. Right. But you discover that, one, um, he's uh, he's essentially a, a non-binary gentleman. He, do- he doesn't discuss his sexuality. And he's so good at evading the question of his sexuality, which, one, it's nobody's business. But it's they talk about how it's in this world, this Latin American world, where machismo is like running wild and homosexuality yeah. even today, which is a lot more acceptable 
uh, accepted and understood and by everyone. Mm-hmm. Still a long way to go, but we've made progress. But it's a little right. bit maybe further back in the Latin American world. Right. And so him being seemingly gay man, uh, could, you know, should have sparked a lot of problems, but it didn't affect him because his spirit was so positive. And so people, positive. People genuinely considered him. They were talking about it's like this was like a show for grandmas and their grandchildren. Yeah. And the grandmothers sort of look past it because he's he's almost like a godly figure, which it's like, well, that's acceptable. His sexuality is not an issue because he's this otherworldly kind of uh, icon. Right. So it's really interesting. And you talk to they talk to him and you he doesn't they say, you know, you get a lot of questions. Are you gay? Are you straight? He goes, I love the universe. Like the way he uh, talks. Right. And it genuinely seemed uh, he's like a non-binary uh gender non-conforming gentleman who uh i say gentleman right after i say gender non-conforming gender non-conforming person and then uh possibly just an asexual human being i i they ask him um is he a virgin and he sidesteps the question but i was like i wouldn't put it past i I was like that seems like the most logical thing to to me yeah because yeah, he seems like his focus in life is is not based in sex, like many people yes. are. It and he like, and yeah. he is all and he is all and it's like he is so full of love, yeah. You know, and that is like the thing that he and and there is like a purity, uh, like about it. it it's just like even yeah. watching him for like the bits that they had, I was just like, I love this man. Yeah, you know, I yeah. like. And I, I, I think to me, one of the big takeaways was, um, of just, you know what? Sometimes I feel like I, you, you see somebody like doing self-help or like being inspirational. And I, I think that there have been times in my life where I look at that and just am a bit cynical about that and think, well, yeah, like if you just like be positive all the time, but there's all this like, you you know, you have to encounter the real world, which is a negative place. But I, I it really, I think like his his spirit, really, and this movie really showed that just like the the power of just exuding love and yeah. of just like putting that out into the world and and being positive. And I love that he never said anything negative, even when he yeah. had so many haters and so many people coming at him. It's like you can't you can't if you say something bad about him, you look like the fool because oh, yeah. he doesn't play into that because yeah. he is like he is not interacting with that negativity. How could you how could you possibly say something bad who about someone who never says anything bad, yeah. who only is positive and good and loving. It's like and he's he got has this ultimate a hundred capes that could yeah. shine any home you have. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's interesting though. So the film is fascinating. You hear all about him, uh his rise on television, <laughs> um, the kind of cultural uh event his show was for families to get like gather around everyone's like hush up he's about to say he's about to talk about libras you know that kind of thing right and then you see how it affected so many people lin-manuel miranda miranda has a 
uh, a cameo in it because yep. he wants to meet him and he gets excited and you see them meet and Lynn Manuel Miranda, who is at least to us, the more popular, uh, right. uh the more right. well-known possibly not it, uh, in some parts of the world, he goes to meet him and he's just awestruck by meeting him. And yeah. you could just see him visibly shaken that he gets to meet this icon of, uh, Walter Mercado. So it's really fascinating to know that there's this, like, again, Oprah level personality from a different part of the world, not that different, like then not that far away that you've never heard of, but it's affected so many people. It's uh, so it's impressive to bring that film out to let everyone get exposed to it. Yeah. Mucho, mucho amor. The legend of Walter Mercado. It's great. Uh, I also, I love, uh, I love his house. I, I just okay. want to point out really quick. I love his house. They film in, and he, it is decorated almost exclusively with portraits of himself. I know, <laughs> and, and it's like you, you got to love the vanity, you yeah. know. And it didn't even feel like vanity. It felt like it, what it genuinely it didn't. felt like. It didn't that, feel like vanity. Is that he is being sent these portraits by fans, right. and he's like, "Yeah, I'll put them up in my house." Right. So, he talks about his magical – even when he talks positively about himself, what, anybody else it would seem like intense vanity. His is more playful and more genuine. and Yes. It, he's a very, very unique personality and uh, – He was also – he's also like – was very spiritual. But you also got a sense that he didn't play into it too much. Yeah. That he – like didn't take his um he's an astrologist but he also like mixes all these religions yeah. into it he and you literally got a sense- embraces every religion he dabbled yes. in almost every one during the film and it's like you kind of see him being like he doesn't take it so like he takes he takes it seriously but he also doesn't take it so seriously i think that it was like he he is religious, but in no way is he, um, what is the word that I'm looking for? Like orthodox, oh, you yeah. know, in any Not way. A it, for a particular religion, he embraces all of them. Right. And it's like the, at the bottom, like even, it's, even in astrology, like if you're a Capricorn or a Libra or whatever, like the, the message is just positivity and love. It is yeah. mucho, mucho more. Yeah. I mean, that is like. I, I, it feels just like for no matter what your religion or your personality or your astrological sign, it all just comes down to like believing in yourself yeah. and uh, giving love. How do you mess with that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I, I wish I could stop talking about his house, but I do want to say that <laughs> if someone today said, listen, drop everything you have, move into mm-hmm. this house and don't change anything. I'd be like, that's the perfect plan. Yeah. I'm happy to live amongst his capes, his portraits of himself, and uh, the woodwork. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so eccentric and it's so delightful. Uh, yeah. I think everyone's going to love this movie. Um, okay, Polly, I feel like you're always very good at suggesting movies that are similar. And no other time do I think that you are more qualified to do that than in <laughs> a documentary <laughs> about an you know, an underappreciated artist who is finally getting their shine. If you had to suggest like two or three movies that are similar sure. to this, let's keep it to 
let's keep it to like two so okay. that we can grab on. Uh, here's a standard recommendation I always make. Now, this is more specifically about a visual artist uh, who is fun. Uh, it's just because he's Walter Mercado is so bright and vivid and fun and loving. Yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite docs of all time is Beauty is Embarrassing. You, oh, you, yeah. You've seen that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's about Beauty's the artist. Amazing. It's about the artist Wayne White. Uh, who does these uh, wonderful paintings and sculptures. He also is known for doing a lot of the sets and puppets for Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> yeah. Pee-wee, I feel like yeah. Pee-wee, for some reason, I feel like there's a connection between Pee-wee's Playhouse and Pee-wee Herman and Walter Mercado. They just, this uh, t- old, fun, colorful worlds. Yeah. But Wayne White is hilarious. Uh, and he does say be- beauty is embarrassing is sort of this like, you know, I make art. I want things to be beautiful, but I also, you know, it's like you're exposing yourself. So fun art is fun is sort of his through line. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that. I would also recommend a film that came out earlier this year. Two of my favorite films of this year are, are documentaries. Um, yeah. And then the other one that I would recommend is called Dick Johnson is dead. Don't know that one. Dick Johnson's Den, it, it, uh, Dick Johnson is Dead is by filmmaker Kirsten Johnson. And it, the film is about her dad. Uh, they just have this loving, wonderful relationship with her family. And her dad has recently contracted um, Alzheimer's. So it sounds very dark, but she takes this dark uh, subject that's going to, that is currently and will affect her family in a very negative way, obviously, and makes this really funny documentary about it. So Dick Johnson's dad is like a portrait of her dad uh, and trying to keep him alive forever by making these moments, like staging moments of his death. (laughs) She, She stages his death in numerous ways and they film it. So there's like him walking down the street and a safe falls on him. The best thing about this movie is that her and her dad have an amazing relationship. Her dad is like one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. And they both have such a good sense of humor about this thing that is actually pretty haunting. Um, But when they're staging these death scenes amidst this documentary, they don't tell you, you don't really see it coming. (laughs) So it's a very dark sense of humor. But at one point they're filming and talking to him and he falls down the stairs and you genuinely, I genuinely, everyone in the audience, because we all gasped, thought, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out it was staged because you see him at the bottom of the stairs, legs spewed out like in a cartoonish way. Funny. Anyway, Dick Johnson's Dead is wonderful, but it, it also has that feeling of like family and this sweet figure at the middle of it. Uh, and yeah. lo- this love that uh, and a sense of humor and color. So great. I would say Dick Johnson is dead. And Beauty is Embarrassing would match really well with Mucho Mucho Amor. Time for my favorite segment. Oh. What else are you watching? Last night I watched Palm Springs, which is an Andy Samberg movie. <laughs> A new Andy Samberg comedy about, it's essentially Groundhog Day. Okay. I mean, it's very much Groundhog Day with, you know, a little bit of a different direction. I liked it. It's not, uh, I I will say it's not a shockingly great movie, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, uh, it's funny, but it's also, um, 
sad a little bit here and there, which is kind of nice to see Andy Samberg do something like that. That is interesting. But yeah, it's a take on Groundhog Day, I think. Um, but yeah, it has some good performances. I pretty much, I liked it. Nice. I watched this. Uh, so on Criterion, they have directed by Orson Welles. Oh, and yeah. uh, I love Orson Welles so much. He is like my favorite. And he directed this movie in 1955 called The Confidential Report. Did you yeah. see The Confidential Report? No, I've never heard of it, actually. So he directed it in, in 1955. And then on Criterion, they have three different like edits of it. Yeah. And uh, I watched like different edits of the same movie. That was interesting. Oh, that's odd. Is it a short film, you said? No, it's a full length. Oh, okay. So how many versions of it did you watch? They have three different versions. Wow. I watched two. Okay. Uh, but it's just, it is, it is interesting just like watching, it, you know, you realize sometimes you watch a movie and it feels like that's how it was fated to be. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting just to like to see, you see like the filmmaking, you know, um, the choice that, that filmmaking is a choice, that everything is a choice. And uh, it was cool to see. Yeah. And I also, I am one movie away from seeing every single uh, best picture oh, wow. of all time. I watched Chicago this week, which I hadn't seen before, which I liked a lot. Did you? Have you seen it? Yeah, I think I liked it. I did. I don't think it really stuck with me. I was like, "What a what an interesting way to tell a story." I yeah. think, like after like watching all of them and just seeing how stories are told, it was like, "There's definitely a story has not been told in this way yet." Wait, wait, um, the more recent, the recent one. The, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what. I, think. I could see. I could see not loving it, but yeah. I did like it a lot. Well, that's good. Yeah. Tonight I'm watching Million Dollar Baby, and then I will have seen every single one ever. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good goal. Silver linings, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. <laughs> to being in quarantine. Yeah. I do want to mention that I rewatched um, a movie that I really like by Peter Greenaway, who did The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, which is uh, the best food movie you can watch. <laughs> okay. It's, never seen it sounds it's great. not it's uh that's a joke because it, it's uh it's gross um <laughs> it's a very arty very colorful but it's a really wonderful film um but it's uh not it's gross it's not a good food film um but peter greenaway uh, did a movie called the belly of an architect and it was a uh, brian dennehy we t- i think i talked about it briefly when we had our brian dennehy show yeah yeah but I wanted to rewatch it, and it's now it's on a Prime, so I watched it again. It, it, it's visually just a stunning film, and Brian Dennehy is like maybe the most artistic and thoughtful performance that I've, you've ever seen from him. Which, if you think of him as Tommy Boy's dad, you just wouldn't expect him to be in a film like this. Just really yeah. kind of drove home how varied his career was. But the wow. film is so beautiful. It's about an architect, a very popular one, and he's got this ailment in his stomach. But th- that's just sort of how the bones of the film. The Visually, it's one of the most symmetrically shot movies I've ever seen. Almost every scene is symmetrically balanced and 
which is not, uh, that's not me being arty. I mean, literally like if something's on one side, there's something to balance it on the other side. So just to just turn the the sound off and watch this movie, you'll get a lot out of it, but, but don't do that. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I really enjoyed revisiting that one too. Cool. All right. Good stuff. Mucho, mucho amor. Watch it on Netflix now. It's so, so good. Uh, we're Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. I appreciate him. I wanted to have Kenny on because he grew up with Walter Mercado and I wanted him to be our Lin Manuel Miranda, but I thought it was yeah. uh, too late. Um, thank you, Kenny. Uh, thank you to License Lab, who we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from. Very good. Very good inspirations. Thank you to uh, Brett Newski, who does our opening theme song. We couldn't... We sang your song for weeks. Uh, and we thought it was being put... Was it ever put on the podcast? Us never. singing it? Thank God. Because I never appreciated you more <laughs> than when we were doing that. <laughs> um, also, thank you to Associated Bank. Yay. Coming on board. And thank you to um, members of 88.9 and to Milwaukee Film. We need you more than ever, and we appreciate you more than ever. And thank you, Christopher Pollard. It's not necessary. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and rate our podcast. Otherwise, we will be sent away. And everyone who is listening right now, we mucho, mucho amor you. We wish you... Much love. Much, 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 much love.